KMTT, Kimitzion Teitzei Torah. You are listening to the Erev Shabbat program, Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parashat Chayei Sarah, Kaf Gimel, Mar Chashvan. I promised I'd remember the date this week. The Erev Shabbat program is Lilui Nishmat Shulma Yosef and Chaim Shmuel, and I am your host, Jonathan Snowbell. When discussing last week about the tzivui uh, of gods at the beginning of Avraham's career, lech lecha me'artzecha, moving to Eretz Yisrael, and the tzivui at the end of Avraham's career, of lech lecha le'artz moriah, to go to Haram moriah and offer up Yitzchak as an offering, We, sp- we spoke about the first commandment of God and the last commandment of God. Some people talk about the first Nisayon, the first test and the last test, and others reject this formulation of referring to Akedat Yitzchak as the last test because some view the beginning of Parshat Chayesara as a test as well. Avraham has to purchase land, the land that he's promised. For his wife's burial. Why does he need to purchase the land? The land is his. Albeit, he doesn't really have to purchase the land, the land is offered to him, but he feels that he needs to purchase the land. <clears throat> Whether this is a test or not, I think it's better to talk, talk in terms of, of the first recorded commandment in the Torah, last recorded commandment in the Torah, because Abraham might have had many other tests afterwards, maybe Chayesar is a test, maybe it isn't a test, we can raise many questions here, but it's always better to talk about what we know, and what we know is that he commanded Abraham in Lech Lecha, he commanded Abraham in Akedat Yitzchak, and we can call those the first and last commandment. Chayisara still heavily involves Avraham, though there's a very subtle transition from Avraham to Yitzchak. For those who read the Parsha, Avraham is the player at the beginning of the Parsha, certainly in burying Sarah. And, la- and later on in sending his Eved, his slave, to Haran to find a wife to Yitzchak. And then we read the, the bulk of the parsha of the slave, who, though we all call him Eliezer, is not referred to in the Torah in this parasha as Eliezer, if it was Eliezer or not. Eliezer goes and he negotiates with God and he negotiates with Rivka's parents, <clears throat> finally bringing Rivka back to whom? In, in the laws of Shlichut, in the laws of a messenger, we'd assume that a shaliach, a messenger, goes back to the one who sent him. The one who sent him was Avraham. And in fact, the Eved, the slave, does not go back to Avraham, he goes back to Yitzchak. And this is the Torah's subtle way of handing the baton over from Avraham to Yitzchak. Avraham sent the Eved, and Yitzchak accepted him back. And beyond that nuance of who's accepting him back as opposed to who is sending him, 
The mourning for Sarah also now passes on to Yitzchak in a very subtle way. If Avraham was the one involved in the burial, when Yitzchak accepts Rivka as his wife, it says, Vayinachem Yitzchak acharimo, and Yitzchak was comforted after his mother's death, implying that he was in mourning after his mother's death, something that is not described in the Torah as well, previously to the Evid being sent to Haran, Avram is the sole mourner of Sarah's death. Avram is the sole barrier of Sarah. Yitzchak is not mentioned at the beginning of the Parsha. Once this transition is made from Avraham to Yitzchak, then Yitzchak is also described as having mourned his mother and now being comforted by his new wife Rivka. All this being told, what I want to come back to is the fact that Avraham is an active player in this parsha. Certainly at the beginning, even at the end, when he takes a wife for himself, Keturah, whether it's the original Hagar, like Chazal explain, or it's a new wife, he takes a new wife, he has more children, he makes sure to clearly define Yitzchak as his sole inheritor, he sends the other sons away with gifts, I didn't forget you in the will, I know exactly who you are, you're just not the inheritor, I'm giving you gifts, Avraham is active. And I want to talk about Avraham's activity, because I want to talk about the fact that last week's Parsha still was the last explicit commandment that the Torah records to Avraham Avinu. And Avraham Avinu continues to function in this week's Parsha as a human being, as a moral human being, without any commandments from God. And this brings me to a statement, I'm not sure if I heard it or I read it, from someone who I learned with in university, Professor Walter Wurzberger, if I got his right name correctly, I hope so, I learned with him one course in university, ethics, Um he would speak about the cultivation or cultivating a moral personality. I'm not quoting him precisely, but I think the idea I'm getting across is a true one, a correct one. He always spoke about the need to cultivate a moral personality. And what he meant by it, I'm not sure, and I'm not well read within what he wrote about this at the present time. But I want to take this idea because I think it's a crucial idea in our religious existence. Within our Torah world, there are many areas that we can say are clearly defined by halakha as to what we are allowed or not allowed to do, what we are prohibited from doing and what we are not prohibited from doing. But beyond that, and let's go out of the halachic world for a second. There's a whole non-halachic world, or a world which is tangential to halacha, or a world in which halacha leaves big gaps and does not divine things clearly, where we're not, if you will, given an explicit commandment by God. Of course, in the case of Abraham, we were talking about a direct communication from God to Abraham, and in our case we're talking about if the halacha gives cr- clear 
instructions as to, how, as how to operate in any certain situation. And in these places where there are no clear instructions, or as far as our parsha is concerned, parshat chayesara, where Abraham is now operating without a clear commandment from God, on what basis are we meant to operate? And this is where I go back to what I mentioned in the name of Professor Wurzberger, the cultivation of a moral personality. And if you don't like the word moral, then a cultivation of a personality that goes in the way of Hashem. Because Hashem has told us whatever He's told us. And now there are a plethora of life situations out there where Hashem, through the Torah, through His emissaries and Rabbanan, the rabbis, have not given us a clear direction as to what we're supposed to do. I mean, the rabbis, I mean halacha in the classic sense of the term. And we have to fill in those gaps on our own. And the question is, on what basis do we fill in those gaps? And for that purpose, I go back to last week's Parsha. And here is a very key verse in the Torah, which should be really a banner for every God-fearing Jew. In referencing why he must, God must converse with Abraham, discuss with Abraham what is going to be the fate of Sdom, he describes Abraham in the following way. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. Now this Derech Hashem Mishpat, which we translated as justice and judgment, Tzedakah Mishpat, perhaps justice and judgment, perhaps Tzedakah in the more modern sense of the term of giving, of generosity, is what Abraham is commanding his children, a set of Shulchan Aruch, we talk about a derech, a way, derech Hashem. Is derech Hashem a very detailed codex of laws and instructions for every life situation? Or is derech Hashem, what we're talking about here, a cultivation of an understanding, what is God's way, what does God want from us, in order that we should be able to act properly in the situations where we need to act in life? We can talk about the world of Korbanot, the world of the Beit HaMikdash, being an extremely controlled environment with very, very great details as to how we are supposed to serve God in the Beit HaMikdash. And perhaps that is the right way to do things because the Avodah in the Beit HaMikdash is something which is very hard to understand on a human level. But beyond that the everyday life situations of interacting with our fellow Jews, our fellow human beings, not everything is written in the Shulchan Aruch, or as Rabbi Amitah likes to say, not everything is halacha. And that doesn't mean because not everything is halacha 
that the Torah or God does not have something to say about that situation, but they might not have something precise to say about that situation. And even if they do, it is something that is left in the open for us to use our judgment to act upon it. And this is a very important issue because the more our students, our children are educated that everything that they do they have to ask their rabbi, everything they do they have to ask their parent who's knowledgeable in Torah perhaps, then what we are growing is pupils and students and children who have not been educated in Derech Hashem Lasot Tzedakah Mishpat. They have been educated to be obedient robots who do everything that they are told, which has many merits. However, what will they do in the situation where they cannot ask? When we don't cultivate the Derech Hashem personality, we are dooming ourselves to failure. Because the truth is, is that not everything is in the Shulchan Aruch, and not everything is Halakha, and we need to have within ourselves sensors an ability to smell out a situation and understand what does God want from us. Now in these situations, I'm not guaranteeing that there is a 100% clear answer. And in fact, perhaps what I'm saying is that there is not always a 100% clear answer. And we could talk about this in the context of last week's Parsha, with regard to the machloket between the disagreement between the various commentaries, whether Abraham should have gone down to Mitzrayim when there was a famine in the Eretz Israel, whether he should have identified his wife Sarah as his sister. These are areas where he did not get a clear commandment from God, and he had to use his judgment. And different commentaries have different attitudes towards his decision, both of those decisions. And this pushes us to a point where we say, well, on what basis did Avram make his judgment? And Avram had to make his judgment based on Derech Hashem. What he understood, which perhaps at the time he wasn't so deep into Derech Hashem, he was very new with his relationship to God, perhaps he was, I do not know. Perhaps he made the correct judgment, perhaps he did not. There's a machloket between the commentaries on the Torah. But he had to use some sort of tools to make this decision. He wasn't given an explicit commandment as to what he should do. And this is something that we must cultivate in ourselves, we must cultivate in our children, in our pupils, because... The Torah is not a comprehensive, exhaustive rule book. The Torah has many rules, 
and has many laws and many specific laws. But the Torah ultimately demands that we be the sons of Abraham Avinu. And we know, without always looking into a law book, how to be Shomer Derech Hashem, La'asot Tzedaka Umishpat. How to keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. And with that, we will sign off for this week. Shabbat Shalom.